Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Joanna Koho and I'm your host for this episode. Now, each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and anything related to family. So we'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experiences and also practical ideas. So we hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as a parent. Now, today we have with us um, a, a special guest. He is a newly minted father and he is a technologist uh, by profession and I'm just going to uh, welcome Aaron Lee into uh, onto our show today and get Aaron to kind of explain what does a technologist actually do? <laughs> uh, yeah, hi, hi Joe and, and hi everybody who's listening in. Uh, yeah, so my name is Aaron. I am uh, a father, newly minted father of a one-year-old boy, Elisha. Um, and obviously with my wife, Cheryl. So I, I, I'm also a software engineer. I've been a software engineer for a good part of, uh, of a decade. And uh, so I've worked in various organizations, MNCs, startups, I've co-founded startups. And uh, lately, I'm, I'm part of GovTech uh, in an organization called Open Government Products as a software engineer. Uh, so yeah, so as a technologist, I look at everything. I, I look in terms of how do we actually write the code, but also how that code then translates into usability, into how it affects people's lives, into how we can create good and, and bring technology to, to, to be something useful for, for individuals. Lah. So I have as the write-up that you code for public good as well as for social good. <laughs> and today... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and today we're going to talk about uh, on our Parentnet podcast, how you can code your child for their good. <laughs> uh, exactly how coding your child looks like. Uh, we're going to be having that discussion uh, with Aaron today um, and tapping on his background, you know, being uh, the techie that he is. <laughs> uh, because... You, I, I guess, you know, there's a lot of bad press in a sense of, about our digital world and what it does to our kids. Um, I know recently there was a show that uh, talked about, you know, how the algorithms and social media works and how it's um, almost controlling, you know, what it is that we consume, what it is our kids consume and even how they might feel and think of themselves. Yeah. And um, I mean, surely, you know, the, the digital world uh, is something that, that can't be just all bad and... Whatever it is, we know that we are also raising digital natives. Uh, Aaron, your your child is your son is only one year old, right? But he's gonna be growing up in this world that knows only digital, and and, and I'm not sure what else will come after that with the uh, advances in technology. Um, so maybe we can just first start with getting your views as to you know what kind of um, influence do you think that parents have or should have in on our kids in this day and age, especially when it comes to you know, um, yeah, coding them for their good. Well, I, I want to bring us back to that, that first point you made, which is about technology and um, and it can't be all, all bad. And and I, I do know that a lot of fear that comes from parents come from a lot of ironically the media and the technology that we have access to that media that leads us to have a a, a long fear of this of technology 
Uh, and part of that is because, well, quite honestly speaking, sensationalization, exaggeration tends to make for a better story. And a better story tends to spread like wildfire, ironically, on social media as well. And, and uh, nobody wants to watch a Netflix documentary talking about how good technology is. That's true. We'll jump on if we are going to tell you the negative and the sinister and the secret side um, mm-hmm. of, of Facebook or of Google or of Apple. But if you think about it very carefully, technology, it's, 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 um, it's very neutral, right? Uh, the bad side are there, but the good side uh, is clear as well, right? Um, we are doing this podcast on uh, a technological platform. We have mm-hmm. traced together that it's helping us to, 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 to keep tap of uh, the COVID-19 situation. We are using WhatsApp, like a lot of communications, a lot of relationship is actually being built in WhatsApp. And Instagram helped us to move most of our memories from like decomposable photos into, into online streaming. And mm-hmm. so I think it's something that while we experience the benefits, we don't naturally automatically understand that. And, and I'm not discounting the fact that there are negativities to it. But mm-hmm. uh, tend to over tend tend to tend to forget about the the, the benefits that it provides, um, And I, and I think when we talk about like how do we as parents um, look at uh, it from a child's perspective, we often start with the basis of how can I help my child grow in that new era, that new technological era that it's going to be in. But maybe the question should lie in how can I as a parent evolve into that new technological era that he's going to be in, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's really challenging because one is, it's easy to take what we know and impose it onto our kids, but it's very difficult to transform ourselves into something that you can't even like know with certainty uh, what's mm-hmm. going to be there. And I, and I think at the top of my head, many things that I'm thinking about, uh, one is um, to always look at both sides and like, not be too afraid um, of, of, of the perceived negativities that technologies bring. Uh, but secondly, also to be willing to accept the kind of uncertainty that uh, the technology does bring as well, because it's moving so quickly. Like uh, now you're worried about uh, Instagram. Mm. I'm almost going to guarantee like maybe 10 years, 15 years from now, like AI probably would be something a lot bigger, a lot more complex and a lot harder for you to, 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 to figure out. Um, so the worry shouldn't be that. The worry should be like, how can I deal with that situation in a manner that um, is meaningful to my child? Uh, mm-hmm. As compared to how can I make my child follow me? Yeah, and I think that's that's probably the first thought in my head, lah. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, Aaron, you are a, a young dad, and I guess you know, being a techie person, <laughs> you know, you're more clued in to to what's happening, and you can even like you know project. Hey, I, I've never thought about. Yeah, that's true. I now you know you got to be worried <laughs> that in ten years time we'll be contending with like AI. What's going to do to our children and our lives, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, with this insight that you have uh, being in the industry how how can how would you advise parents or what could you tell parents to uh, that they can do to make technology their their friend and their ally instead of their enemy when it comes to parenting their child yeah yeah so so we start from the premise that our kids are going to grow up in a technology environment they, they don't even need to be like forced to do it they will be there that that is their status quo. The, the next question comes is, how do they engage in that meaningfully? So for one thing, I think uh, rather than look at technology as really the concept of shows and games, like uh, I think a lot of people look at it purely from their perspective of shows and games to see technology from a different perspective. And that is one that your kids now have access to an endless array of information. And of course, there are good information, there's bad information, uh, but they have ex- endless access to information. Uh, but they also have endless access to creativity. 
Um, and so I would love to touch on both points. So the first one is about information, right? Now, I think one of the challenges is how do we cultivate in our kids the, the desire for knowledge? And that is, that is really hard, right? And the desire for knowledge comes from being able to tell them to find the answers themselves, right? Uh, and I think that's something that we need to encourage a lot more and guide them through that process of finding answers. And when, you, when that answer is being found, not by asking you questions, but by asking themselves and then having access to the endless information to discover those uh, answers, I think that would be very interesting, right? And so I think proactively trying to, to figure out ways that we can always redirect them to say, almost, almost literally to say things like, uh, why don't you Google it? Why don't you find out? Why don't you tell me what you have learned, right? Like uh, if you ask me, why is the sky blue, not green? Uh, maybe the question should be, why don't you find it out? Why don't you tell me? Why don't you give an answer before the end of the day? And, and get them to explore that. I think that's one, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. getting the proactiveness, that initiative. Um, the yeah, and, and it's so and so easy for them, right? Because you know it's just googling. <laughs> they don't. You don't even need to leave the home or go to the library or search like tons of encyclopedias or whatever it is. It's just so accessible. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think the worry that they will encounter bad information should not overrule the opportunity to discover good information. That's when you can help them to do discernment because they're going to come back to you with answers that may not entirely make sense, right? Um, They may come back with your answers like, oh, the sky is blue because the grass took green. That may not be the answer that that, that is correct. And and that's a question of then we as parents being mentors uh, more than as the definitive answers. Yeah, and and I think that's the the hard parts to balance the um, so, so really trying to help them to, to achieve that. Yeah, so to the second point, which is about endless creativity, and I think this is a very interesting part because now your kids, um, and, and, and to be frank with you, like software development is extremely easy nowadays. Extremely easy. Uh, it may be difficult for us as grown-ups because we've been through so many different things and, and our learning cycles are... are, yeah, are learning. Just not, we're just not wired in the same way as our digital native children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now when you tell them to go and do something, I think a bit of website, I bet you an eight-year-old can go and do it. Like, right? like an eight-year-old and I-year-old will not to go to Wix, will not to go to like WordPress, go and build their own website. Uh, and it's not hard. Now the question is, how do we create opportunities for them to explore their creativity? So one of the things that I found very interesting was I was running a hackathon uh, about two, year, uh, two weeks ago um, and one of the most impressionable teams that joined was actually a family. So the mom uh, joined together with the two kids. The two kids, I think they were like nine and 11. And they actually, the mom actually encouraged them to think of a solution to the problem. And in doing that, what, what the mom was telling the kids um, was find a problem, then think and iterate upon the problem for a solution. Then now it doesn't stop there. In the past, it used to stop there because we had paper solutions. Now you, you go... Now with technology, now with the internet, you can go out there, find the right tools, go and create an actual solution and get it out to people. And that is how technology then plays the game of like the endless creativity because they now have access to not just creating a problem, a tool to create a problem, but also the ability to reach to people, even though they are 9 or 11 years old, right? So you can talk about the bad guys being able to reach your kids, but now you're kids can also reach to a very wide audience. And I think we need to appreciate the kind of benefits that that, that we could bring um, for our kids. Yeah. Mm. And immediately I can see like, you know, the, the kind of uh, exposure 
that that will give our children, uh, not just in terms of uh, you know learning like um, intellectual learning or uh, acquiring of of um, um, I don't know general knowledge, but but in terms of um, exposing them to real life situations and and the the larger world out there, you know that I can, can well imagine it will give rise to a lot of good conversations about even values and you know. Um, yeah, what what our family stands for or doesn't stand for, you know, teaching them um, how to uh, navigate this new world and and doing it with them. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, like so you th- you were giving an example of this mom uh, with the two kids. Was the mama also in this tech industry? <laughs> like, I cannot imagine, you know, uh, like an everyday mom <laughs> feeling confident enough to participate in hackathon, much less bring the kids along. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, that that's where I give like a lot of plus points to the mom. Uh, she wasn't actually the amazing thing about it is that uh, she did she stepped out of her comfort zone. So to that point, right? I wanted to point out about the role of a parent as a model. She stepped out of her comfort zone, and then she got her kids to do it. Uh, and arguably, her kids probably knew better than her about it. Um, and that's something very uncomfortable for parents because you know we always want to kind of like be the know it all or the see it all, but what happens when your kids know it more? And and I, I feel like she did such a great job at providing the kids with a safe space to say I, that they can go and do something by themselves. And and they, and she basically just pointed them in the right direction. And I think that's really our job, right? Our job as parents is not to protect our kids such that they don't fail, but to provide them with the right direction so that when they feel, they feel in the correct uh, direction. So I think that's, that's one um, if I may add on to that point about values, or rather about modeling, uh, I think at least for myself, uh, I do think that modeling is a big important part. So in two 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 senses, uh, one is I, I so while I usually read in a in a in a Kindle, right? I stop I stopped using like my uh, my iPad to read books. I started using like physical books to read actually, because my kid, even though he's one year old, right, like. The idea is to write from the start, model for him behavior to say that I am using, I'm reading a book so that he associates books with like things that I do. And so likewise, if we are always using our phones, if we are always using our laptops, our kids are going to model us on that. So so the first step is how do we model a behavior that uh, will be appropriate for them? That's one. The second one is I do know that a lot of times when we use, when we as adults use technology, we have a purpose in mind. For example, my wife uses like Instagram a lot, right? And you think like, oh, Instagram is a waste of time. But what, what she explains to me was interesting because she tells me that uh, she uses this as a way that to keep memories. And I think when you contextualize and you put that in a, a meaningful manner and you explain that to your kids, uh, that helps them to understand that how you're using technology, not that you are using technology. Uh, mm. But how, and then they then have that right context to say, hey, it's the next app that I'm going to use. It's the next AI I'm going to interact with. It's the next, I don't know, application uh, that I'm going to be doing in line with the right context. And I think that's often a very difficult thing to sort of like uh, spend time to do. But also, yeah, like whether or not your kids like fully understand that is another thing. Uh, but I think that those are very two important points about modeling as a parent. Wow, that's really a great idea. I think, you know, we spend so much time as parents um, agonizing over the ill effects of the digital world and media use. Um, We've not really spent as much time thinking about how we could really use it for the good of our children and to help them in their development. Um, What would you actually, you know, uh, say to, you know, an everyday parent who's not particularly 
tech savvy, maybe not as bold <laughs> as that mom who participated in the hackathon, you know, but came to maybe just take that one small step into this unknown and, and be- begin to even use, you know, technology and this digital space to parent our child. Uh, where, where, where should such a parent start, actually? Well, I'm going to go out on a limp on this and say, uh, like I mentioned at the start, that I think as the, the, the mentality should be, how do we as parents live in the, the kids' um, digital world? So maybe it starts with asking them to teach us. Maybe it starts with asking them to explain to us what they're doing, how they're doing it, um, and to get involved in it. And I think when we get to get involved in it, it creates an environment in which they feel like they are guiding us. And then we then have the opportunity to engage them at a level to say, hey, are the things that you are doing right or wrong, right? And obviously, some of the, the older kids may, may, may not like it, like, right? Because, it, you know, like, I'm a teenager, I, I, I don't want to teach my mom or talk to my mom or dad about certain things. But I think that helps to open up a, a door of conversation. Um, so, so do try that. Uh, the second part probably would be that inherently, if they feel like they need to hide something from you, uh, it triggers something in them to ask themselves a question of like, am, is what I'm doing right or wrong? And I think then that helps to align a, a sort of like their, their compass to say, hey, actually, if I'm afraid to share this with my parents, is this, uh, if it's why, what should I be continuing to do what I'm doing? La? And I think I, I'm hoping that that in that way, in engaging them in that, that sense, it helps both sides, both parents and the and kids. Yeah. Can I ask a really personal question, Aaron? You know, now that you are a newly minted father, uh, what would you desire to see in in, in your child as uh, he grows up and he begins to acquire, you know, all these uh, abilities to I don't know, navigating the kids these days seem to just have this natural ability to know how to figure out all these digital devices and how they work. Yeah, what would be, you know, your, your key priorities for your child? I think my key priorities would be getting him to understand how he can use his resources that are with him as a multiplier to, to impact others. Um, and I think that, that it needs to start with that, right? Uh, because like, uh, to, to be frank, I feel like if you're watching shows, if you're playing games, that's something that uh, is very inward looking. But if you redirect that narrative towards um, how can you spend your time and how can you do use your, your tools that is given to you to impact others, I think that helps them to drive, will help him to drive a, the use of what he has for for the right purposes. Um, and I think that's that 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 would be what I what I love like like uh, at least for for me and my wife, uh, we go to church so. Probably the first question would be for Elijah when he grows up would be how is he using technology in the church? Or perhaps how is he using technology um, to build better relationships with his friends? Um, and I think those are the, the what I hope that he would grow up towards. Yeah. Well, and I would can anticipate that, you know, raising a child with that kind of um, uh, perspective of my or mindset will will automatically lead the child to be purposeful in fact in their use of uh, you know the digital world and digital devices um, yeah this has been very very enlightening Aaron <laughs> yeah thank you so much for sharing and I I hope really that you know the parents who are listening into the show um, you know is open up new possibilities for us as to how we can you know look to digital for the good 
and how it can actually help us in in our parenting in inculcating even values. I mean, so much of what you said is like, wow, this is like real time, real life teaching of values that is so current and relevant to where our children are. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that you know it, it helps to encourage our listeners and. It, you know, before before we we check out our today's episode, um, is there any last thing that you'd like to say to kind of encourage parents to to not fear? You know, um, I I, I know we called the the title of this episode coding our children. You know, but I think you know just the word coding, most parents would say like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um. What what is there any like last word of encouragement or inspiration for our parents out there? Don't be afraid. I think that's the hardest thing to to. To overcome, it's it's usually our fear that leads to a lot of decisions. But rather, we should be modeling it for our kids by looking at the potential and modeling that potential for them. And I think um, we that, that that really drive us to drive to to raise a very outward-looking generation. And I, I think that's that, that's what what I'm hoping parents will do in the in the coming years. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think we've had a very, uh, somehow, you know, uh, a misconception that the digital world just keeps us looking more inward and at ourselves, but actually it can be turned around, you know, to help our children to be more outward looking and outward focused and to live for something even greater than themselves. Uh, so thank you very much, Aaron, for spending time with us and for sharing such uh, great insights and uh, very creative in, indeed. <laughs> Good information even for me as a parent of a teenager. Uh, I can imagine how uh, my conversations now don't have to be just all harping on like okay why are you on your device again you know isn't it the uh, times times up <laughs> yeah but you know talking about um, their world like you said right and getting into their world uh, well uh, to all our listeners out there if you want to get a taste of more tech heavy stuff that focus on the family is doing uh, you can access now exclusive family life content on our telegram channel and uh, just look for us uh, under the tag thriving family sg or you can subscribe the old school way to our monthly e-newsletter uh, by logging on to www.family.org.sg slash subscribe. So thank you so much and till next time. Bye.